Thank you for tuning into the City Church California podcast. We exist for anyone to believe in God, to become who God created them to be, and to build the church and our city. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so that you can be updated anytime we add new content. Now let's check out the latest message from our Sunday gathering. Grab your Bibles, and today we're going to we're going to begin a new series. Every year in the fall, what we like to do, we like to rehearse our vision, and the reason why we do that online and here in the auditorium is because we have many new people in our community, and this is our vision. Our vision is we exist that anyone can believe in God. I want to just stop right there. We believe anyone can believe in God. Therefore, we never say, oh, that person will never come to God. Up, up, up. Jesus died for the whole world. He didn't just die for Republicans or liberals. He died for everyone. And if he died for everyone, then everyone can be saved. And so we really do believe that. We believe, and you may want to write this down because it's three B words, because I think it's important that not only we get this intellectually or emotionally and we recite it, we really begin to get it in our hearts. We believe that anyone can believe in God, become like Jesus, and build together. That is what we believe. We believe that anyone can believe in God. If you know it, say it with me. We believe that anyone can believe in God, become like Jesus, and build together. If you have your Bibles, go with me to Genesis chapter 11, verse 5. And I want to read this. It's very important that we begin to have the same perspective. We're not trying to get anyone to drink our Gatorade, if you will, where we become robots. We believe, we believe, we believe. But we do know that there is a scriptural principle that when God's people come into unity, something supernatural happens. And it says in Genesis chapter 11, verses uh, 5, 11, 5, but the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. I want to pause. I believe in the last two, three years, God has come to Ventura and he is checking out what we're building and what we're doing for Cal. California. And the Lord said, indeed, the people are one. I want you to say that with me. Indeed, the people are one, and they all have one language. So I want you to write that down. They're one, and they have one language. Oh, to God, the United States of America would be one again, and we would have one language. We have turned into a nation of tribalism where everyone has a different group with a different pronoun, with a different speech, in a different language. And look, I'm not the sharpest crayon in this color box, but I know this, the devil's strategy to conquer and win is divide and they fall. And God's strategy to conquer is unite and we stand and we build and we conquer. 
And I want to put the brakes on. If there's ever a time, you may have never heard of the word intercession. It simply means praying for other people. I believe as an intercessor of the United States of America, as an everyday believer, I believe one of the number one things we need to be praying about is unity from the north to the south to the east to the west. I command unity in this nation that we're one people under God, indivisible, Come on, we're one nation. Can you say amen? Now, listen to the power of one. And the Lord said, indeed, the people are one. And they all have one language. And this is what they began to do. Get this next part. Now, nothing that they purpose to do will be withheld from them. The reason why we're going over this vision series is when we become, not just superficially or artificially, we're one. Come on. But we're one in mind, we're one in heart, we're one in direction and spirit. I promise you, California will be transformed. Hell's not powerful enough, big enough to stop what we will plan in our hearts to do. And you say, well, what is your plan? We exist that all of California can believe, become like Jesus Christ, and begin to build the local church in the cities in which we live. Can you say amen? I want you to write this down, Amos 3.3, Amos 3.3, it's a minor prophet, so you have Isaiah, Ezekiel, Jeremiah, Lamentations, you'll get to Amos. Doesn't it make you hungry from uh, cookies, famous Amos cookies, different guy though. Amos 3.3 says, how can two walk together unless they're in agreement or they're going in the same direction? And so this is necessary for businesses, marriages, families, nations, but most of all churches. There are many churches in our area that we exist, and if you know it, say it with me, online and in person, that anyone can believe, become like Jesus, and build together. I want to begin to ask you this question. What do you believe about God? Well, I guess the first question, how many of you, let's do this one. Let's take a survey. How many of you would say, I believe in God? Okay. And be brave if you don't. You say, well, I don't know if I do. I kind of believe in intelligence. How many of you say, no, I'm not sure if I believe in God? That's totally okay. Anyone? All right. They're reserving that right not to raise their hand. And so those of you who believe in God, do you believe he is a good God or a not so good God? How many of you believe he is a good God? I believe God is a good God. And I believe, no, get me, I believe it's very, very important that we begin to uh, think about what we believe in God. You see, everyone has been given a believer. What differentiates us being human from the animal kingdom, animals live by their instincts. Yes, they have a form of intelligence, but they do not have a believer. That's why you will never see a dog, an ape, a porpoise, a whale, a bird, an eagle, building an altar to some type of deity. Only human beings have a believer. Say this with me. Say, I am, I am a believer. 
And, and so many people in America, if you ask, you believe, you say, yeah, I, I believe in God. I believe in a higher power. I believe there is something up there. I always think this was funny. Oh, yeah, me and the big man upstairs, we're tight. It's like, really? When's the last time you talked to him? You know, or gave some money to him if you're that tight. And, and so people believe. Now, you must know this. In James, it says the devil believes in God. So it's not good enough just to say you believe in God. In fact, I'd like to take the in out and just say believe God. Believe God is real. Believe God is holy. Believe God is good. Believe God became a man. Believe God was buried. Believe God rose from the third day. Come on and seat sits at the right hand of the Father. We believe in God. Can you say amen? I want to ask this question. If everyone has a believer, and write this down, it's Romans chapter 12. And this is what it says in Romans chapter 12. God has given to everyone a measure of faith. I'm going to repeat that. You could go to Romans chapter 12. And it says, God has given to everyone a measure of faith. Everyone say, I have faith. Never, ever, ever ask God to give you faith. He's already given you faith. That's the most unscriptural prayer you can pray. You should ask God to activate your faith. You hear what I'm saying? God's given everybody a measure of faith. 99.9% of all people who live today believe in God or gods. The only atheists are a few in the major universities. Everybody else believes in something. And so when we say God give us faith, it's unscriptural. He's already given us faith. God wants you and I to activate the faith that he's already deposited within us when we took our first breath. Can you say amen? And, and so I want to begin to show you a way how to activate your faith. This is a smartphone. You can have an amazing smartphone with an amazing camera. And I am an amazingly awful photographer. <laughs> Now, my iPhone, I think, must be better than Becky's because when we take pictures, she wants my phone to take the picture. She's a better photographer. I have the better camera. It doesn't matter how cool or slick your iPhone is. If you don't sync it or activate it, it's not going to have access to the genius called the Internet. We just switched cable companies. Don't make me tell you why we dropped a cable company. Ah! I am so done with this stuff. Don't make me talk about the company who has a lot of animated figures and controls this. Oh, am I preaching on that today? Can you tell I had a bitter root? Well, Becky ain't, she is not, let me tell you, this woman's Cajun, there is no way she's going to pay for something she, there, that she did have access to, SEC football, now no football, oh, good Lord, she called the president, the governor, <laughs> we, we got, 
We have new cable, ladies and gentlemen, and she installed it last night. Now, the box came in, and it was a great box. It was perfectly working, but you know what was interesting? There were steps to activate this new cable box. You have faith. The reason we're not being bold, we're not universalists. The reason we say we exist that anyone can believe because... Everyone has a believer, but just because everyone has a believer does not mean that their believer has been activated, but there is a way to activate our faith in Jesus Christ, and I believe one of the reasons why some people are deconstructing their faith is because they never activated their faith, and if you leave your faith dormant, it can go demonic, or you can deconstruct it, and it, become, it could become dead. Are you with me? Everyone say dynamic faith. Say dead faith. Say demonic faith. Say alive faith. Okay, with Jesus. This is what Jesus says before belief. He always says this, and you need to write these words down. Repent, believe, be baptized, and then you have to say something. Did you hear that? So it is repent. I'm going to say it again, and then you're going to say it with me. No, not yet. I'm just letting you write, because some of you cannot multitask. Ladies can. Men can. (laughs) Men were trying to multitask. What? You know. Repent. Believe. Be baptized. And you're going to have to confess. You are going to have to say something. Jesus said that. Peter comes on the scene, and we're going to read it. I want you to go here. Go to Acts 2, 38. And again, we're going to begin to talk about repent. Get this. Repentance is a gift from God that activates your believer. Everyone has a believer. Your neighbor that you don't like has a believer. Your friend that's a Satanist has a believer. Your other person that you know that's an atheist, no, they go, I don't believe you. No, 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 they have a believer. It just hasn't been activated because they have not received the gift of repentance. So Acts 2.8, it's coming on the screen. I want us to read this. This is what Peter said. It's at the day of Pentecost. And everyone was on a Kawasaki, one accord in a Honda. Come on. (laughs) Repent. Say that with me. Shout it out. A little bit louder. Repent and be baptized. Every one of you. Let's just pause. It didn't just say a few. It didn't say those who got their life right. It didn't say those who were raised in church. It says, repent every one of you, and that's why I stand. I think the vision of the city church is clear and powerful. We exist that anyone can believe, but to activate that belief, they have to repent. And so let's read it again. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive, everyone say receive, Say it again. Say it one more time. Receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Everyone say repent. Say it again. Say it one more time. I love this. Uh, 
as a youth pastor, I used to be really combative. Uh, when I was first a youth pastor, I, I would get in their face, oh, you will serve God. I think they serve God out of fear more than love. And, and then I read this scripture years ago, 2 Timothy. You may want to write it down, 2 Timothy chapter 2. It's about verse 24 to 26. Get this. It says, don't argue with your children if they're not believing. It says, the servant of the Lord should not be quarrelsome. How many of you know someone who's quarrelsome? How many's wife's quarrelsome? Ooh, not good. No, <laughs> Becky not. She's not. No, get this. It says, the servant of the Lord should not be quarrelsome. Get this, apt to teach. Perhaps, get this, perhaps God would grant repentance. God would grant repentance. Now, I'm sitting on a stool, and I'm going to begin to show you what repentance is. Repentance is, if that's hell, it kind of looks like hell. Ooh, uh, Lord of the Rings or something, Middle Earth. If I am going towards hell and I turn around, it's called a 180, okay? And that's hell. Mm, I didn't know. Have, I mean, that's heaven. Heaven looks like the drums. Uh, I'm now walking towards heaven. So repentance, write this down, is a change of direction. Please put that down. A change of a direction. Now look, I was religious. I went to Holy Cross Central Catholic, but, and I believed in Jesus. I was baptized as a baby, but I didn't remember it. I wasn't living it out. Did I have a faith? You better believe it. Was it activated? No. Was the infant baptism supposed to activate? It? Yes, I guess. But before baptism in Jesus' quotation, Paul's quotation, Peter's quotation, they didn't put baptism first. It's repent, believe, then be baptized. Baptism was the third activation, but they moved it to the first activation. Jesus, Paul, and Peter in the letters said first, no, you're going to repent. So what is repent? There is a way that seems right unto a man or a woman, but the end is death. Can I tell you, and what made me repent? It was not the severity of God. It was not the meanness of God. It wasn't the wrath of God. Write this down. Romans 2 says the kindness or the goodness of God causes people to repent. And so what had happened to me, I was in eighth grade. I was just walking along. Uh, I got suspended three times in eighth grade, experimented with marijuana in eighth grade. It got intoxicated in sixth grade. And I was the last person that thought they had a believer in their life. And I want to stand before you. Stop judging people with your five senses, thinking they can never be born again. If I could be born, again. Anyone could be born again. And you say, how was your believer activated? I was just on my way. I was actually looking for marijuana plants to dry to sell at a Christian camp. But they said, Jesus loved me. But I thought, how can Jesus love me? I'm so wrong. He's so right. But that goodness came on around and in. And I'm telling you, it had the power to turn this Cajun around. And no longer was I walking in that direction 
correction. And I may not have been perfect and I may not have been where I needed to be and I may not need to be where I am right now, but I'm telling you, I am walking in the right direction and a righteous man may fall, but I'm getting up again. Why? Because my believer has been activated through repentance. Can you say amen? And so repentance is actually a change of direction. Say that with me, a change of direction. So if you come and hang out at City Church California and go, I believe, I believe you even filled out a red card, but you really haven't changed your direction, you have not repented. The next one is a change of mind. Say that with me, a change of mind. I promise you it's a good Catholic. I knew for a fact God was always mad at me. Why? Because I was always sinning. I loved to sin. I was born in sin. I was good at it. And I knew God was angry. You know, the first thing that changed, not only my direction, my mind. Romans chapter 5, while Jude was still a sinner, God demonstrated his love for Jude that he died for him. You know what I started telling myself? If he loved you at your worst, he loves you now, and all of a sudden in my mind, God is no longer my enemy. So if I get a flat tire, I'm not blaming it on God. If I have to go to the doctor and get a diagnosis, I'm not blaming it on God. You could tell if your mind has changed. The last time something bad happened to you, did you think, God, what did I do wrong to deserve this? Listen, all of us did a lot wrong to deserve a lot. We are here. We are not judged on our perfection, but on Christ's sacrifice. Can you say amen? Everyone say change your direction. Say change your mind. I'm not joking. Okay, you, you could tell how my faith was activated. You're going to think I'm egotistical. Well, maybe. Uh, I absolutely, and this drives my wife insane. I absolutely think God loves me more than anyone. Now, wait a minute. I used to think he was mad at me more than anyone. But when I met Jesus, I'm telling you right now, you say, why do you ask God for big things? Because he has it bad for me. He loves me. He can't help himself. How many of you believe you're, you're God's favorite? Ah, we need a revival. Come, I pray for you after this service. Next one, everyone say, change your direction. Say, change your mind. This is really, really important. I love this one. This really moves me. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Whoever's in Christ, he's a new person. The old is gone. The new is come. Ezekiel, I'll take out a heart of stone and put a new heart. I have a change of heart. I had a change of heart. I, I used to love to party. I kid you not. I met Jesus. It's like, mm. my mom goes, where are you going? It's Friday night. Prayer meeting prayer meeting have you lost your mind no for the first time in my life i've gotten my mind isn't that amazing everyone's saying change your heart let me tell you something when you get born again and you believe it doesn't mean you don't sin the five minutes after you do you hate it there was a time you would sin, you would love it, and you would never be remorseful of it. But then your believer is awakened and your heart is changed. Amen. Everyone say, change your mind, change your heart, say, change your position. 
And the position that changed is Jesus got in the driver's seat. I called shotgun, and he's been driving my life. We change our direction. We change our mind. We change our heart. We change our position. That is repentance. Jesus said, repent, believe. If your believer is malfunction, dormant, you may need to experience the gift of repentance. Can you say amen? Everyone say believe. believe. Say it again. Believe. You are a believer, but a believer isn't just to say, I believe in God. I already told you the devil believes in God. That's a demonic faith. Some people believe, but they have no action to show for it. It's a dead faith. But then there is a dynamic faith. I want you to read this with me. Go to uh, Proverbs chapter 3. And I want us to read verses 5 and 6. Believe isn't just an intellectual, I believe in something great or higher power. It is a trust. If I could give you one scriptural definition of believe, this is it. Trust in the Lord with all your, read it with me, trust in the, with all your heart and lean not in all your ways. I like one verse, in all your ways, submit to him. Submit. That will activate your faith. It's repent. I would say believe or trust. Everyone say baptize. Say it again. Go with me to Romans chapter 6. I was baptized as a baby. I was told that. I don't remember that. And again, the Catholic Church believes that baptism has the power for the infant to awaken the dormant faith and create a generated life. In my experience, maybe other people's experience, that didn't happen. For me, for a faith that has been given to a human being before baptism, you actually have to have a personal trust. I do not believe in a private faith. I believe in a personal relationship. But my relationship with Jesus, when my faith is awakened, it's anything but personal. It becomes so public. You have a yearning where I've got to tell someone what's happened to me. And in Romans, I want to read this chapter 6, verses 1 and 4, because Peter, James, John, Jesus, Paul said, repent, believe, be baptized, tell someone. It says here, what shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning that grace may increase? By no means. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead... Through the glory of the Father, we too may have newness 
of life. And so what is baptism? Number one, it represents three things. And baptism is the beginning of moving from believing to becoming. I am going from a believer and through baptism, I'm becoming a child of God. And Paul says this, that don't you know you died to sin? Ladies and gentlemen, don't think it's strange when you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, you're still tempted to sin. Paul didn't say sin died. Sin is still in the world. Sin is in our lower nature. Sin didn't die. I died to sin. And the reason why I was rebaptized at the age of 20, I wasn't defying the Catholic Church. I wasn't defying my own infant baptism. People, it didn't activate the faith God put within me. If my infant baptism had activated the faith, and I had enough faith to surrender my entire will to Jesus Christ, and that I was a living missionary and witness for him, I would have never been rebaptized. But I was rebaptized because I had an experience that Jude had died, the old Jude died. Jude and Becky were baptized baptized on the same day in a lake in southern Louisiana. So look us up. We had an obituary in 1980. And they took old Jude and old Becky and they buried us. And they not only buried us, they buried every sin we ever committed, ever would commit in the future, the past. And those sins are buried in that lake never to be retrieved again. And when we came up out of that water. We were no longer religious servants of God. We were not just spiritual Jude and Becky or children of God. We have been born of God. We're not only believers, we are children of God. Can you say amen? And that's why we believe in baptism. If you have not been baptized, the last Sunday of the month is Baptism Sunday. Why? Because you can believe, fill out the red card, but it's something about water baptism. Hey, there's something in the water. You're not baptized into a tank. You are baptized into the very body of Jesus Christ. Come on, he is the head. Come on, he is the head. We are connected to him we become. Can you say amen? Everyone say believe. Say be baptized. Say repent. Let me just say this. I believe our repentance is based and connected to our belief. If you don't fully believe, you may not have fully repented. Did you hear? Maybe you just changed a little bit of your mind. Therefore, your faith is partially activated. Say it again. Repent. Believe be baptized, and just say confess. I want you to go to this scripture with me. Go to 2 Peter. And the keyboards are going to come up. 2 Peter chapter 3. I know most of this, but I want to read it in its completeness. 2 Peter 3, 15. And consider the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation as also beloved brother Paul, 
according to wisdom given to him, is written to you. This is not what I'm wanting to tell you. Oh, it's First Peter, no wonder. It's like, whoa, that's a weird verse. Sorry, guys, it's First Peter. Okay, here it goes. It's the right one. Have you ever done that? Go to the wrong verse? Happens to everybody. But sanctify the Lord in your hearts. How? How do you make God special and holy in your heart? Everyone say repent, believe, be baptized. Let me, I want to pause for a moment. I know Becky would say the exact same thing. That day was sacred for her when we got baptized. It wasn't just getting wet. We're new people. Please get this. Sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and always, always, always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you the reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and in fear. In meekness and in fear. There is no way I, <laughs> I was Catholic and pretty pathetic Catholic, but I love being Catholic. I still do, actually. I think I love the mysticism, the respect, the reverence. I love the Eucharist. I love the incense. I love sometimes the quiet kneeling. There is no way I would have ever, and I believed in Jesus as a Catholic, but there is no way I would ever tell someone else about Jesus Christ until my faith was activated. You said, how did you activate your faith? It's a process, I'm glad you told me. First of all, you have to repent. My mind began to change. As I got elementary, as I got in high school, I was out partying right out of high school and I saw all my friends were intoxicated, picking up this one, picking up that. And said, is that what you're gonna live for, the weekend? It has to be something more than this. My mind started changing. That's repentance, people. Then my heart changed. I remember thinking, I want to call my aunt. I want to go to church. Who in the world put that in my heart? I want to go to church. Some of you have been, that's why you're here today. I need to go to church. What I've been doing is not working. It's repentance. You don't even know God's given it to you. You come and someone's talking and they may not even make a lot of sense, but it's like, I don't know why I feel like they're talking to me. And I run down front. I would have never run down front. Something compelled me. I wanted to respond to God. I didn't want to have a private, secret faith anymore. And I accepted Jesus. I had never in my life, nor would I ever, went home and told my mom, my family, you guys have accepted Christ. And they looked at me, and you could tell, you're the last person. This is a fad. It'll wear off. Yeah, for some people, faith is a fad because they never really activated it. They believed, but they never repented. They believed, but they were never baptized. They believed, but they never confessed Jesus Christ. When it really sealed the deal, ah, oh, man, my old life was calling me. And I had a good old life. I'm tidying come from a scrapper life. No, no, I didn't lose it all and then I came to Jesus. I had it all in my opinion. 
Paul even said it. What is it if you gain the whole world? It was calling me. Jude! Not this church. They were brutal. You get a red card, you go into a connect lounge. They said, meet me next Saturday. New believers class. What was new believers class? No, we didn't get Krispy Kreme donuts. They took us in front of the bar where I used to party. It's a Saturday night. They shout out and tell them Jesus has saved you. I think I'm feeling sick. <laughs> well, they were Pentecostals. Let's lay hands on the sick. Let's see. No, not working. Not working. <laughs> Asked me when I, that bridge was blown up. Two weeks later, they said, say it now or deny Jesus before men, and he'll deny you before the angels. Yeah, those Pentecostals are brutal. Where's Mother Teresa when you need her? I needed a sister of mercy. I still know who was walking into the lounge. We were childhood friends, two years older than me, went to school with my cousin Mary. I know her. She is now in heaven. But I would start telling my testimony. She would come over and I would lead her to Jesus Christ. And from that moment onward, there's not a devil. There's not a circumstance. And I stand before you and quote Romans chapter 8. I am more than a conqueror. Nothing in this life can separate me. Not death, not life, not angel, not demon, not sickness, not him. Nothing! It's been activated. And it will not be put back to sleep. And it grows every day. In Jesus' name, can you shout, I believe? Stand to your feet. Amen. Did you like that? The next week, they had two higher Krishnas run into the bar, but the Pentecostals said demons were in the bar. We couldn't go in the bar. They said, well, the higher Krishnas went in the bar. I said, I'm going to chase them into the bar. I get you, God. I went from not wanting to tell to tell everyone they ran into the bar. I ran in after them. They thought they saw a devil, Jesus. They ran out, and I just grabbed them by the hand. I said, don't make me yank your ponytail. Now let me pray for you. No, come on. <laughs> that was a Louisiana Pentecostal witnessing. Not too friendly, not too friendly, not too friendly. Will you do this? I want to ask you. Have you ever repented? Truly, I'm asking you a question. Only God could grant it. It means you start changing your mind. And you stop griping God out for every bad thing that's happened to you in history and what's happening now. And you realize he's not your enemy. He's for you. He's not against you. Have you repented? Has your heart changed? Has he given you a new heart? 
taken out a heart that does not respond to him. If you need 50 services, 30 Christian friends, and 10 conferences to get you to obey, to give a dollar, you need to repent. Have you ever had your direction change? Turn around and start going the way of God. Have you ever had your position, really, that's the throne of your heart, where you get off the throne of your will and you give your will to God? If you have not, you have not activated your believer. You believe, but you can still die in your sin because faith must be activated. Repent, believe, and I'm asking this question. If you have not been baptized, it is not too late. Coming up in a couple weeks, we will have Baptism Sunday. I want you to sign up today. And then, who have you told? Who have you told that Christ has changed your life? If you've not told one person, your faith can still have a tendency to be dormant and not active. It's that confession. We confess so many things. I'm healed. I'm prosperous. I'm promoted. How about telling someone, Jesus, the greatest confession, is Lord of my life. Amen? Jesus is Lord of my life. I want you to just say that with me. Jesus. One more time. If you're a senior in high school, I beg of you to tell one of your friends that you have made a personal commitment to Jesus Christ. If you're new in college, I would motivate you to tell at least one person. If you surf on Tuesday with a group of people and they've never known, I would urge you to tell them, I have made a commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to count to three. Many of us believe. But believe is trusting God with everything that is in us, leaning not into our own understanding, really submitting to God in all our life from money to entertainment to relationship. That's where belief is. And I'm asking today that if you've never fully repented, you want your belief to be fully activated when I count to three, you're going to raise your hand. And by raising your hand, what are you going to do? It's a part of confession. You're acknowledging God publicly. Uh, faith is never, ever private. It's personal, but it does go public on three. You're going to raise your hand. One, you're saying, I'm fully committing my heart to Jesus Christ. Two, you're raising your hand. I'm making him the number one of my life. Now, three, raise your hand. Wherever you're at, I see your hand, man. I see your hand. 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 Come on, shout, stomp in the back. I see your hand. Come on. Everyone say, Jesus, forgive me. I changed my mind. You are for me. Give me a new heart. Make me a new person. I believe you are the Lord of my life, and I confess that with my mouth, and I am saved forever completely. Amen. We so appreciate you spending time with us. If you'd like to invest into what God is doing through City Church California, you can go to our website, citychurchca.com, and click Give. 
Thanks again, and we hope to see you at one of our campuses this Sunday.